millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash my the butthole. And if you love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like subscribe maybe that notification bell too all really helps out and let's crack straight on with today's first story and today's first story does follow with an update and it's from user family trip out who says would i be the asshole for leaving a family trip early i 27 male lost my vision three years ago and became completely blind it's been a major adjustment but ultimately i'm doing well I've lived out on my own since before losing my sight and continued to after. Over time, I actually saved an appreciable amount of electricity as I don't need the lights on at all. But it leads me to situations where it's just no longer on my mind when entering or leaving a room to flip the switches. I try to make a conscious effort at other people's houses. I've been staying over at our parents' place with my two siblings and their spouses. It's a full house over the holidays. We all moved out to other states, so it's a bit of a distance for us to visit. Plus, it's been five years since all of us have been together, and for some of us, it's been years since we saw our parents. As a result, we're all celebrating Thanksgiving and Christmas now. Multiple times during the week so far, we've had light switch incidents, and it's frustrating the family. The switches are ambidextrous and often connected to another one inside the room, so it's entirely possible for me to walk in, flip the switch to on, and actually turn it off. Or walking out, flip the switch to off, and have it turn on. This is creating chaos. I've had someone through a book near me, or other times start screaming in shock because I was in a dark room and didn't realize they walked in until they shouted. Sister-in-law apologized profusely for the book, though. Dad will start complaining about how he's not made of money and remind that he's told us a million times that the last person out of the room has to turn out the light, only to get very quiet when I admit it was probably me. Then he'll just say to not let it happen again. A couple of times my sister has brushed past me and turned out a light behind me. And when I thanked her, she sighed and said, well, you clearly have difficulty. I'm getting real self-conscious in a way I haven't been for a couple of years now. I tend to stick in my room until I hear multiple people awake in the morning and follow them around the house. But even so, I've had to be careful it was my brother or his wife because my sister or her wife, book sister-in-law, or mum or dad will startle. Mum has joked about having cardiac issues, but it's starting to affect me when she says that I give her a heart attack by my sneaking around. Even so, my brother will sometimes ask me why I'm following him like his shadow, which is to avoid messing up the lights. I don't want to be using my eyesight as an excuse, but I feel like it might be best if I head out now and let them have their Christmas together. Now, I'll start off with dad saying, you know, complaining about he's not made of money and told you a million times, last person has to turn out the light. And when you said it was probably you, hearsay just to not let it happen again. How the bloody hell 
are you meant to be able to deal with that if the switch is like i got a couple of those switches in my house like the bottom of the stairs there's a switch at the bottom it turns the light on you go to the top you can turn the light off and it messes up which way the switch is around all that sort of thing so there's no way for you to know if the light is on or off unless everyone in the house makes an effort to keep the switch one way round, and that's the way it's got to stay when it's on or off etc and I gotta say, I just find it very, very sad that you're in this situation where you're having to stay in your room and listen out for people to be moving around the house before you can actually do anything rather than being comfortable in your family home. And look, I understand for the family as well, it's a bit of a, a learning curve maybe, is that the right word? But still, they're just not helping. And I just think they're being major assholes in the situation to treat you like this making comments while sighing saying well you clearly have difficulty you know it's just not helping the situation and whilst they are assholes in the situation i would say i would still say you know sit them down and explain what your day-to-day -day life is like and and your worries and fears at the moment that you're having to sit in a room by yourself and wait for people to start moving before you can actually move around the house i find that incredibly sad making you feel so self-conscious about just living your day-to-day -day life i i tapping my head here with the logic of these people but everyone says not the asshole but since you don't need the lights don't touch them at all let people with sight deal with the lights then they cannot complain about the lights then you can go about your regular business law baker says not the asshole your family is horrible i mean i appreciate that as an adjustment for them too but sounds like they aren't adjusting just overreacting the easiest solution for the light switch situation is a bright line rule that you are not responsible for the light switches. The last sighted person leaving the room is responsible for turning the light off. Opie replies saying, they have known since it happened, but this is the first visit to our parents since and the first time my brother and I have been in the same state since it happened. My sister only twice since, each early in the recovery, so this is the first time we've all been in the same roof again after I lost my sight, so it's a big adjustment. It's one thing to be told, another to actually be there in person. Collard says, you would not be the arsehole. Your family is a bunch of arseholes for making jokes or whatever about your eyesight. You are literally blind. How the fuck are you supposed to know if the lights are on or off? They need to get up to speed on what being blind is even remotely like and stop with the comments. I would recommend night lights for these rooms. A low light that doesn't use a lot of energy, but at least will help people see you in a dark room without being startled. I am startled by my own shadow, and I am notorious for shit like that, so I couldn't blame them for being startled, but how hard is it to remember that you are blind and don't know when the room is dark? Honestly, avoid the light switches and tell your family to stop being assholes about your disability. Remind them that this is in fact a disability and it won't kill them to turn the lights off edited just to remove some abbreviations in case op is using a system that reads text aloud to avoid confusion the tardis ran away says not the arsehole you literally can't help it perhaps you could all agree to only use one light switch in each room and then you can get used to which way is on and which way is off and one more from winces who says not the arsehole just don't use the light switches at all this should be the last thing you need to worry about let the others in the family take care of it now as i said we have an update so we're going to move on to that right now so updates the short of it is that i'm still with the trip after a very long and emotional discussion i preface everything that none of them meant to make me feel like a stranger in my childhood home or that i had to hide just to avoid inconveniencing them they all feel horrible and have apologized book sister-in-law has repeated her apologies especially and my sister said she didn't mean to come across as condescending 
we're working on it. Dad seemed to get emotional when he said that this house is my house too, until the day I die. But then followed up with, or until they sell it and move in with one of us young ones. <laughs> my sister, that's for another post. My sister hit him and told him that deflecting with humor was how we got to this point and we need to learn better means of communication. Her wife suggested family therapy and my brother seconded it. None of us are opposed, even my bootstrap loving father. I'm amazed by that most of all. There were a lot of revelations, a lot of liquor, a lot of tears, a lot of shouting, all bringing up the very late past and the more recent years. Then more tears. We were not estranged, but we haven't been close in years, and it shows. I've held off on responding as I'm sure I still don't do this justice with this post. My family definitely wasn't yet accustomed to my blindness. They kept tripping over saying like, good to see you and felt like they couldn't talk to me easily anymore without committing a faux pas of some sort. It's a huge adjustment for them too. Basically, what we have here is a failure to communicate. I'm staying the rest of the trip. Mum and dad are going to dedicate a single set of switches and keep it year round until this house is no more. So they don't build the wrong habit. They want this to feel as much as a home as it did growing up. I wasn't the kid that was overlooked all of the time but I did have to suck it up a lot of years or go without notice because of my siblings' achievements. It means so much to me that my family is going this far for me. There's more than just switches in therapy, by the way, but it's personal and I won't go into that further for privacy reasons. Thank you to users, especially that urged me not to leave. Same to this user and this user for similarly encouraging me to speak up rather than just leave. Sorry if they don't link or ping. I have high hopes for us. We all didn't speak for so long because of poor communication and other reasons. That maybe this is the turning point. Whew, someone chopping onions in here. <laughs> but yes, again, communication wins the day here. And as I always say when we cover an update post, and most of the time we do get a positive update, and I absolutely love to see it. A family coming together once again, realizing their wrongs and attempting to correct them in the way that they can. OP realizes it's an adjustment for his family as well. And whilst there's some other stuff OP doesn't want to go into, I think it's a wonderful update from what we can get here. And let's hope a positive future for everyone in this post. First story was pretty sad to me, so I'm glad it turned out this way. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And do you love a positive update? <laughs> Let me know. And we move on to another story. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
And before we get into the next story, I just I just want to give you a warning that it mentions a vehicle accident. So please feel free to use the timestamps if you need to use them. That's what they are there for. And this story comes from Throwaway Brother 30, who says, Am I the arsehole for calling my brother's wife a neglectful, financially irresponsible wife? My female 32 brother, male 36, had a serious accident in his truck four years ago, resulting in him becoming disabled and wheelchair bound. My sister-in-law, his wife, used to be a stay-at-home wife. She is currently handling his care and are essentially living off his social security benefit payments, which admittedly isn't a lot, but my parents pay for the house's mortgage, so there's enough money to get them by. My sister-in-law and I have never really gotten along, but we stay civil. However, my biggest argument with her happened days ago when she told us she was going to pursue her old job again to be able to earn money. My parents and I were confused. We asked how she is going back to work when she has my disabled brother to care for. She told us she is going to hire a carer to handle all my brother's needs, which triggered a very negative reaction in me and my parents. I told her she chose to become a stay-at-home wife, but she explained that circumstances change and she had to go back to work. She left years ago to be able to provide for herself and my brother, and a carer is better qualified to care for my brother since she feels overwhelmed and exhausted. But I pointed out how a personal carer requires so much money and that her new commitment of a job cannot be put before her husband. I told her it was a bad idea, but she argued that she is in the situation, not me, and she's trying to improve it while I'm judging her from a distance. I told her she was wrong since this is my brother we're talking about and I help with a mortgage, so in response, I called her a neglectful, selfish, financially irresponsible wife for throwing money my brother's money away on a career when it's unnecessary and she is available, but she chose to go back to work. She acted shocked and lashed back at me saying I shouldn't have called her those cruel things and that I should show some empathy. I said I do have empathy for my brother and her too, but now she's going to pay a carer using my brother's social security benefit that I can't help but feel she's slowly checking out of her own marriage. She got highly offended that I questioned her love for my brother, now he's disabled, and left in a rush after calling me nuts and awful. My mum agreed partially with, with what I said, but told me I was out of line by calling her neglectful, especially since she, sister-in-law, said she's wanting to go back to work to improve her living situation, but my dad is 100% on my side. Was I the arsehole, or was my reaction justified? Yes, you're going to be the arsehole to me in this situation wife is doing what she thinks is best in this situation and it's not just for brother but also for herself at the same time and you know self-care is very important when you're caring for someone else at the same time it's stressful it's exhausting and i can imagine for many people that you know i see a lot of programs online it can be a lonely experience for people as well so going back to work may take away some of you know feeling overwhelmed and exhausted as was said in the post and like sister-in-law said they're better qualified for the care that's needed so i don't know how that's a negative in any way whatsoever and it's one of these situations where if i was in sister-in-law's shoes i would say put yourself in my shoes and this is what i do daily every single day this is currently my existence and i'm not playing down the love that sister-in-law has for their husband or anything like that because making that decision to go back to work to pay for a carer that's still showing love and it's not neglectful it's not financially irresponsible when they're going to be paying for their own care themselves by going back to their own job and you currently mentioned that someone's paying for their mortgage i don't know if it was yourself or or mum what if something was happened to the one paying the mortgage what position does that leave sister-in-law in then? 
I've done only like a small amount of caring in, in, in my time when my dad was on his way downhill. I'm not saying husband was in this position at all, but you know, the small amount I did was exhausting mentally and physically as well. So yeah, it's definitely gonna be a you're the arsehole for me in this situation. But Dr. Liz says, woo boy, you're not going to enjoy this comment section. Yes, you're the arsehole. One, caregiver burnout is 100% real. Why not give your sister-in-law a break and you care for your brother for a week while she stays in a hotel? Two, she is probably trying to keep the marriage alive. Caring for someone with disabilities is a lot like being a parent. It's not sexy. Breaking that dynamic by hiring a carer is probably the single best thing for their relationship. Not to mention increasing your brother's dignity. Did you ask what he thinks of this plan at any point? Three, horrible as it sounds, permanently disabling injuries have a nasty tendency to reduce lifespan. Would you keep supporting your sister-in-law if your bro died? Does she know that? She needs a safety net, which means a job and a pension. Not your marriage, not your business, but the crack out. And some such good points raised in that one as well about their relationship and also about the brother's dignity as well. A professional that's trained in these things. And I bring it back to my dad again. I'm sorry, but it's the only comparison that I've got. And, you know, the lack of dignity he had seeing his sons had to help him do certain things. And you could see the embarrassment in his face. And it broke our heart to have to do that. But when we did get carers in, it was a big weight lifted off his shoulders as well, I think. Sugar X Bone says you're the arsehole on every level OP. How is your sister-in-law neglectful for being willing to pay for a medical professional to do something they are trained for? How is she neglectful for trying to add money into your brother's and her household? If you're so worried about them paying for your brother's care, I expect you or your mum to step up and take him in. Bobble Drew says, I think you're the asshole here. You don't know the ins and outs of this marriage from the inside. At one point, you say your parents pay for their mortgage. At another point, you say you help with a mortgage. Either way, generally speaking, your assistance does not buy you control over your brother and his wife's life choices. And what I find really interesting here is at no point you say how your brother feels about any of this. Throwaway says you're the asshole and an idiot too. Did you not understand that with a job comes money that can be used for the carer? You act like it's her responsibility to be tethered to him at all times simply because years ago she chose to be a stay-at-home wife. That is a lonely, stressful existence. She deserves the chance to leave the house. Ollie Golly Molly says you're the asshole. She is correct. A carer would be way more qualified to do their job than she is. Also, yeah, it is horrible to care for someone 24-7, especially a close family member. It is so physically, mentally, and emotionally draining. Take some PTO and put yourself in her shoes for however long you can to try and see what it's like. Until you're in her shoes, you may not judge her. It is very wonderful that you help pay for the mortgage. That does not mean you get to say she has to stay home all the time. 4682458 says, you're the asshole. She's trying to do what she thinks is right. If you're so worried about money, you can take over his care. So his money, which are marital assets, so it's actually their money, can go to something else. She's right. You have no empathy. Judge her all you want. It's your right, but keep it to yourself. Now, what do you guys make of this one? I know we have quite a few members of our community that are carers themselves. Absolute wonderful people. I'd love to know all your thoughts down in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from HeyNow111 who says, am I the asshole for telling my fiance he doesn't get to name both of our babies? 
I'm pregnant with twins and my fiance and I just found out we're having a boy and a girl. We started talking about names the other day. He told me that he really wanted to name the boy baby after himself, first and middle. I wasn't on board at first, but after thinking about it, I agreed. I told him that for the girl baby, I wanted her first name to be my sister's since we're very close and the middle to be my dad since he passed when I was young. My dad's name isn't really unisex, but it's becoming a common girl's name. My fiance got visibly sad and told me he wanted to name the girl baby after his mum and have the middle name be his dad's name. His dad's name is a unisex name. I told him that I didn't really think it was fair that he got to name the first baby what he wanted and now wants to name the second baby also what he wants. I also said it wasn't fair that my family gets excluded. He said he really wanted to incorporate at least his mum's name. I told him that the girl's baby's middle name can be his mum's, but then the boy's middle name is going to be my dad's. He said he wanted the boy baby name completely after him though, so the baby is a junior. I told him he doesn't get to name both of the babies what he wants. He got upset about this comment and has been standoffish towards me. I don't think that was so awful of me to say, but now I'm second guessing my comment and wondering if I'm an asshole for it. Edit, I feel I need to clear something up that I'm seeing a lot. Quite a lot of people keep telling me to give the kids original names and not name them after someone else. In my family, it's very normal to recycle names and name new babies after family members. It's actually considered abnormal if you give your baby an original name. I know this isn't the norm and it's weird for others, but like I said, it's normal for us and our family actually loves having recycled names. A few of us love that we have the same names. We don't find it weird and we enjoy it. Every family is different and our families enjoy sharing names. It's fine if you don't agree, but that's just how our family is. Now, it's definitely going to be a not the asshole from me. It's, it's quite simple in the fact that, you know, this needs to be a joint decision, whatever. He can't just claim one of the babies and name it after himself and, and that's it. It has to be your choice as well anyway. If, if you both decide that you want to name your baby after father, absolutely. But he can't come along and say, oh, and I'm going to name the other child as well. It has to be a joint decision again. That's all there is to it, in my opinion. Not the asshole. But solid quote 9133 says not the arsehole. Also, it is a nightmare paper-wise when a kid has the exact same name as their father. My family did this with my brother and it causes so many problems. I highly don't recommend that you do that. Also, my brother started to resent his name due to him wanting to be his own unique person and not a copy of dad. I highly recommend not going the junior route. Kaliana says, not the arsehole, the junior tradition is sexist and selfish. Judge Judd, am I the arsehole, says not the arsehole. He's being selfish. Both child names should require two yes votes. ADB BWG says, not the arsehole. I presume he thinks they are both getting his last name too. Why shouldn't you get your last name? And he got visibly sad when he didn't get his way. It's time for you to start getting visibly sad that he can't respect your feelings. Here's a fair solution. You each choose two names. First name choice for one gender results in middle choice for the other. He picks Anne and Brad. You pick Claire and David. You end up with Anne Claire and David Brad, or you end up with Claire Anne and Brad David. 
Username 52 says not the asshole, but you should both be naming them both. Naming kids should be two yeses or one no, and both parents need to be willing to accept it might not be their first choice, which means he can say he wants a junior. You can say yes, I like that, or no, I don't like that, but if you agree on it, then that is both of you picking it. I think that having a boy named after him and the girl named exclusively after your family might lead to some favoritism hangups. And one more from Easy Hedgehog who says, not the asshole, baby names take agreement from both parents. If either parent say no, that name is out. He's being selfish. You're the one doing the hard work here. He doesn't get to name both of them after his family. I personally think someone has to have a giant ego to make their kid a junior. It's easily one of the most self-absorbed things I think a person can do. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. If you've made it this far in the video and you've enjoyed, would you please hit that like button right now? Maybe the subscribe button as well. And just to let you know, there is going to be a playlist at the end of the video as well that you can click on and it will scroll through the various Am I the Arsehole posts without you having to click anything else. So if you're doing whatever, you're walking, you're chilling, you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're doing your art, whatever you're doing, you can just have that playing on in the background. Ooh, very spicy. Thank you so much for your love, your support and your time and the recent memberships as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I will see you, your cheeky so-and-so <laughs> in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.